It's time for this week's edition of the Virtual Bible Study. The Virtual Bible Study is a live, internet-only call-in program dedicated to the honest study and discussion of God's Word. Do you have a question about something in the Bible? Or are you simply interested in learning more about the Scriptures? If so, we hope you'll stay tuned tonight as we look into the pages of God's Word. The Virtual Bible Study is brought to you this time each week by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. You can participate in the discussion tonight by calling 93 Three one three eight one four five six seven, or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com. We hope you'll take out your Bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of God's Word on this edition of the Virtual Bible Study. Welcome to the Virtual Bible Study. We're glad you're here. This is the Virtual Bible Study for Thursday, April 28th, 2011. Thank you for being a part of it tonight. My name is Jacob Gwynn. My father, Greg Gwynn, is here. Hello, Dad. Jacob, great to be with you on Thursday night. We always look forward to our virtual Bible study. We're glad for those who are out there listening and uh, invite your participation tonight. And we do want your participation, and you can participate in one of three ways if you're listening to us live tonight. You can call us toll-free at 877-381-4567. You can email us at questions at collegeview.com, and you can join in the chat room with other listeners. Kevin, Paul, and Dean are in the chat room tonight, and you can log in there and comment with them in the chat room. We look forward to hearing from you, whether you're listening to us live or if you're listening to us in the podcast version. Dad, you know, we always welcome comments from our listeners, even if you're not listening to us in a live format. We've got some people listening in time zones in different parts of the world to make it effectively impossible to listen live. Yes, we do. And so uh, we, and then we have others who use the podcast version maybe for something to listen to on their commutes back and forth from work and so forth. So we got a lot of people listening to the podcast. Uh, most of our listeners are in the podcast. And, uh, yeah. But we hear from very few. Yeah, and so if you are one of those who listens to an archived version of the Virtual Bible Study, uh, feel free to contact us, give us some feedback, and uh, let us know where you are and, and that you're listening. You can always send us an email to questions at collegeview.com. And remember, of course, that for any who are listening who are not on our update list, you can be easily by sending us an email and getting on our update list, questions at collegeview.com. We also put out a Twitter update weekly, usually, if I remember to do that. And that's, oh, you, don't, you don't tweet all the time? Just once a week. Okay. If, if that, if I remember. And it's, that's VBS Questions at, on Twitter. Look for VBS Questions. All right. And uh, so you can join in. And catch us there as well. We look forward to hearing from you on the program tonight. And a program tonight that is a very important consequence. Jacob, all of us have had the experience of knowing Christians who have at one point been ex excited and zealous and enthusiastic about serving the Lord, but then they have fallen away. Sometimes it's a relatively new Christian. And maybe they just have an initial flash of zeal and they're all excited about being a Christian. Right. But then they, they, they fall away. So unfortunately, sometimes that happens rather quickly. But then on the other hand, we've known people who've been Christians for years and years and years. And uh, then something happens and they become unfaithful to the Lord. And we want to examine tonight the question of why people fall away. And, okay. and, and try to figure out what some of those reasons are and what can be done, what each of us can do to prevent that happening in our own lives. Well, you know... What about the person who says, yeah, yeah, that's a, that, I'm about to turn this program off because that's not for me because I'm not going to fall away. What do you think about that? Well, the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 uh, that that's a dangerous attitude to possess. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10 uh, at verse 12, wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Okay. So 
Uh, so the, don't turn us off tonight. It's, it's a we every, every Christian needs to understand this as a as a danger, as a distinct possibility, and we need to be on our guard. All right. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you again. 877-381-4567. Email questions at collegeview.com. And join in the chat room with other listeners tonight. Why do people fall away? That's the subject of discussion tonight, and we look forward to hearing from you. Before we begin that d- discussion, though, we have to prove the fact that you can fall away because that is something that is yeah. disputed in the religious Let, let me read the questions that I put out to our update list earlier. Uh, number one, if you believe... There's two possibilities. If you believe that a a saved person cannot fall away, then state your single best argument in defense of that position. I don't think I've gotten, I've got quite a bit of feedback. I don't think anybody gave me any feedback on that. So I'm taking it that everybody who's studying with us tonight is of the opinion that we are. I don't think we, I don't think everyone will be, especially those who listen in the the podcast version. Maybe everybody who's, yeah, everybody who's, everybody who's responded so far has, has responded in, in the second part of the question. If you believe that a safe person can fall away, state your best argument in defense of that position. And so we want to uh, we want to examine that. We we got we, we want to examine the possibility of apostasy. There, Ooh, there are, that's a five dollar religious world. There are, there are a lot of people in the religious world who think it's impossible to fall away. That once saved, you're always saved. It's impossible to apostatize. We want to deal with that question here. We've done we've dealt with that in the past on the virtual Bible study. We want to deal with it again here briefly because that's fundamental to the to the discussion we're going to have tonight but then uh, the second question that we'll spend our time on tonight is for those who believe a christian can fall away state in order of significance the top five reasons why you think this happens okay. and then explain the best things a christian can do to prevent it from happening so right. that, that's why we'll good. approach yeah that's gonna be good before we get to our discussion though jacob i i thought we might use this forum to uh talk about the potential that some of our brethren down in Alabama and, and Mississippi and Georgia might have had some damage in the terrible tornado outbreak yesterday. We got a lot of listeners down in that area. I've not heard anything today from anybody who might have a, a problem or need assistance, but if some of our listeners do know of uh, any situations that need to be addressed, we could use this as a form for them. Maybe get in the chat room and, and if you know of some specific need or some specific problem where, where help could be uh you know, uh, essential, let us know. Okay. All right. Let us know in the chat room tonight. Well, we're talking about the fact that uh, people fall away and why do they fall away. And before we begin the discussion, as we mentioned, this is a, uh, a topic and a concept that is hotly disputed in the religious world today. Uh, many people, Dad, what percentage would you say in the religious world today think that it is impossible for one to fall away? I'd think it would be a majority, wouldn't you? Well, it's a fundamental concept of the Calvinistic uh, doctrine that many in the religious, Protestant religious world today hold to. Yeah. Uh, so, again, it, it would be essential for us then to first find out what the Bible says about that. Okay. Again, we're inviting anybody who disagrees with us. I think all of our respondents so far have been in agreement. What's your best argument? If you think a person cannot fall away, give us your argument. But I, I believe that the scriptures teach that they can't. Let's just if go. If you're not logged in in the chat room, it's easy. Uh, one simple step at the bottom of the chat window, you can log in, sign in using chat roll, and then you just click OK. You don't have to give any personal information, and you can log in and chat and let us know why you believe one can fall away if you disagree with us, or if you agree with us, we look forward to your thoughts as well. Um, Let's go to some of these answers. We got an answer from Ramona, uh, and I'm not sure where Ramona's from, but she says by email she offers uh, Hebrews 3, verse 12. Take heed, brethren, 
lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. They were brethren. They had to be careful lest they should depart from the living God. A, a heart of unbelief set in. Is he just talking in circles there? Is it that, if, if, that's, if it's impossible for that to happen, then that this wouldn't is, make sense. All right. She also references Jude one twenty four. Now unto whom, him who, who that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Uh, so Jude verse 24 uh, talks about God being able to keep us from falling. Uh, doesn't sound like it's impossible there. That's right. And then she offers Second Peter 3, verse 17. Therefore, beloved, seeing you know these things, beware, lest ye also, being led away with the air of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. Now, all of those verses that Ramona mentioned, I think they're great ones. Thank you, Ramona. Uh, they, the argument that we've got to make from that is why issue those warnings? Why does the inspired word have those warnings in it? If it's not possible for it to happen, that doesn't make sense. In other words, we we would be accusing the Holy Spirit of being illogical if we said, "Well, He put the warnings in there by inspiration, but they really are not applicable." It's like if you had it's like if maybe you were raising hogs and uh, you were making your pig pen, and you would say, "Put a roof over that pen so that the pigs can't fly out." Yeah, yeah. When you you read your I hadn't thought about that. That's some analogy. But, yeah, that would be the practical equivalent. Right. It would be stupid to put those instructions in and those warnings in if we can't fall away. Chris in Atlanta, Georgia says, many scriptures teach you can fall away. But I feel 2 Peter 2, verse 20 clearly teaches this. Escaping the pollutions of the world clearly shows it's someone who is saved. Yeah, that's a passage that we love. Yeah, 2 Peter 2, verses 20 through 22. I won't read it all, but I'll read verse 20 that Chris mentioned. If after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. So it's talking about people who had known the Lord and they had escaped the pollutions of the world by knowing the Lord. They were saved people, but then they get entangled again. And and you remember the text equates them to a dog returned to his vomit again, a Mm -hmm. sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. I think you're right, Chris, exactly right. All right, uh, Jim in Mount Pleasant says a saved person can fall away. Consider Hebrews 3 and 4 as a prime example. The inspired writer mentions the example of unfaithful Israel during the Exodus, how some fell because of unbelief, Hebrews 3, verses 11 through 19, especially verse 19. The Israelites, God's chosen people, the people he saved by Moses, were the ones that fell and did not enter into God's rest, the promised land. Then the writer mentions that Christians have the same situation today, refuse to believe and or heed the gospel will cause us to fall. Verse 11 of Hebrews chapter 4, he references, let us labor therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Christians are thus admonished to continue in faithfulness to Jesus Christ by his gospel, lest we, like unfaithful Israel, fail and do not enter into the rest God has in store for us, the eternal rest. Both places of scripture reference not unbelievers as in the uh, people who are not in fellowship with God, but believers who lose their faith. There you go. So it's, it's talking about a, a, a situation that can develop for believers. And I think Jim's exactly right. All right. Uh, Paul, sends, Paul sends an email, and he's also in the chat room tonight. I'm seeing double tonight. Yeah, Paul's, Paul's got us covered tonight. He says, I believe a person can fall away. Hebrews 10, 26 through 31 speaks of a person who has received the knowledge of the truth and who has been sanctified by the blood of Christ. That person can sin willfully and by so doing tramples the Son of God underfoot. 
It says they should expect judgment and fiery indignation from the Lord. Notice also this passage says the Lord will judge his people. So I think this passage is a clear teaching that a person who is in a safe condition before God can sin willfully and be lost. Another great text, Hebrews 10. He's mentioning Hebrews 10, 26 through 31. All right, to Patrick, who is in, I think, Birmingham, Alabama, so he must be safe tonight. Uh, he says there are so many scripture passages which teach that a Christian can fall away. It is hard to pick just one. John 15 and Romans 11 will be the first passages to come to mind. He references Romans 11. Yeah, long text. Yeah, we long don't text. need to read all that. But. Uh, he says, note what Paul is saying. If the root is holy, so are the branches. It's clear from the context that Jesus is the root. The Jews are the natural branches. As branches of the cultivated olive plant, they were also holy. They were saved, but because of their disbelief, they fell. They lost their salvation. Through faith, the Gentiles, who are the wild olive branches, became grafted into the cultivated olive plant. They, therefore, became holy. They became saved. Paul then warns the Gentiles that they also can be cut off, just as the Jews were, if they do not remain faithful. They can lose their salvation. But as Paul also says, through repentance, salvation can be regained. And to further the point that being cut off, means losing one's salvation. Hear what Jesus says will happen to the branches which are cut off. John 15, beginning of verse 4, Remain in me as I remain in you, just as a branch cannot bear its own fruit unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Whosoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit, because without me you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me will be thrown out like a branch and wither. People will gather them and throw them into a fire, and they will be burned. Good reference there. I, I, yeah, good reference. I would not have thought, and I don't think I've ever heard the, the connection to the possibility of apostasy from Romans chapter 11, but I think it fits exactly. Thank you, Patrick. All right. John and uh, Jack in Hampshire, Tennessee, references Hebrews 6, beginning of verse 4. For in the case of those who have once been enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and been made partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come and then have fallen away, it is impossible to renew them again to repentance since since they, again, crucify to themselves the Son of God and put him to an open shame. Notice it speaks of those who have been enlightened, tasted of the heavenly gift, made partakers of the Holy Spirit. Those have got to be saved people, right? Right. And then it says they've tasted the good word of God, the powers of the age to come, and then they fall away. Uh, so, you know, the one verse that I'm a little bit surprised that nobody has referenced is one that we've used many times on the virtual Bible study is Galatians chapter 5 and verse 4. Sure. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 4, Paul says, Christ is become of no effect unto you. Whosoever you of you are justified by the law, ye are fallen from grace. Now, the problem that he was dealing with was some who were trying to go back and bind elements of the Old Testament law, try to be justified in that process. That's not, that's not the issue we're dealing with here particularly. But the point we're making from that verse is he said that they could fall from grace. They were in grace but could fall from grace. And that clearly indicates that it is a possibility. All right. Quickly, Bill, uh, do you know where Bill is tonight? Lincoln, Texas. Bill, okay, Texas. It uh, says, the single best argument for those that claim to be saved, that say a saved person cannot fall away, I do not know what their best support of this false religious philosophy is, but whatever they say can be refuted easily uh, by umpteen verses in the Bible. The so-called religious leaders of today or so-called men of God are misleading millions of people down the road to destruction. In biblical history, this is Happened, has this happened before? 
During the time of Jeremiah, he pleaded with the people, the Israelites, to return to their God. But the religious leaders of that time, the priests and false prophets, were telling the people that their relationship with God was okay when in reality they were leading the people to mass destruction because of disobedience. Religious leaders today are doing the same thing and telling the masses that God is going to look past their divorces, remarriages, adultery, homosexuality, murdering the unborn, worldliness, and he is going to usher them all into heaven under his grace. Jeremiah unleashed a blistering attack on those that were masquerading around as God's prophets. This once saved, always saved is uh, doctrine is the devil's ploy to deceive the gullible, biblical illiterate, spiritual asleep America and other countries as well. And so Bill uh, is very adamant there in what he believes the scriptures and he offer, teach. He offers some scriptures. There's just uh, as proof that you can fall away. He says, bear with me. He says, uh, how about... 1 Corinthians 15:2 hold fast to the word and you will be saved Hebrews 5:9 Jesus is the author of salvation to all who obey him uh, what about one of Paul's traveling companions Demas in 2 Timothy 4 verse 10 the whole nation of the Israelites millions of people millions of bodies were scattered across the deserts because of the little word if right. the Israelites just did not understand the little word if Deuteronomy 12:58 God sprinkled the little word if throughout the Bible to let his people know the conditional nature of salvation, Deuteronomy 12, 58, 1 John 2, 4, Revelation 2, 10, 1 Corinthians 15, 2. Why is the little word if uh, so well understood in virtually every realm of life except religion? I think that's a good point. I mean, uh, clearly salvation is a conditional thing, and those numerous verses that Bill references there certainly indicate that to be so. Quickly from the chat room, Brian says, Because God did not create us to be robots, we of course have the free will to choose to serve him. He wants us to follow him with our whole heart. You can fall away because I have before, and when one sins, they are in the dark. Many men have fallen away, and we can fall away from God's grace. It is not God leaving us. It is us that move away from him. Uh, I think that's right, and we're going to get to that. What, what are some of the factors that that are involved in people falling away? And one of them is that we have a choice, and sometimes we make bad choices. We'll talk about that when we get we'll into that. We'll talk about that. All right. Uh, and you asked for uh, anyone who had information. Looks like yeah. uh, there is a, Paul, a, a person who is missing from the Yeah, the Paul mentions in the chat room, any of you who are listening but are not able to see the chat room, uh, Paul in chat room says there's a missing Christian in Tuscaloosa, a student whose apartment was destroyed and he has not been found. His name is Marcus Smith. So uh, uh, others mentioned praying for Marcus Smith and his family. So that's a that's a bad situation down there. I think lots of us probably saw the videos on the Internet today of, of that tornado rolling through Tuscaloosa. It was awesome. All right. Uh, in a bad way. In a bad way, yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we'll hopefully get your comments. What do you think? Is it possible for someone to fall away? And when we get back from the break, we need to get into the discussion because this is going to take a while. What are some reasons why people fall away? Let us know your thoughts in the chat room on the phone or over email tonight. And don't you dare go anywhere. The Virtual Bible Study will be back right after this. After these important messages, we'll be back to take your comments. Email them during this break. Hi, I'm Jack Coleman, a member of the College View Church of Christ with a suggestion for you and your family. Why not turn off the TV on Thursday nights and gather the family around the computer for an hour of in-depth Bible study? The virtual Bible study always involves subjects of importance and interest to serious Bible students. So, why not join this Internet Bible study group every Thursday night? My name is Steve Novorak, reminding you to listen to the virtual Bible study every Thursday night at 8 o'clock Central Time. A streaming Bible study. Why didn't I think of that? Now back to the guys.
And we welcome you back to the virtual Bible study tonight. I should leave my headphones on. I don't know when the break is over if I don't do that. Uh, we're talking about uh, once saved, always saved, and can you fall away? And uh, that is part of a bigger discussion tonight is why do people fall away? We'd like to hear your thoughts. 877-381-4567. Email questions at collegeview.com. Let us know your thoughts. Tonight. Paul mentions in the chat room, he says, I've observed that the once saved, always saved position requires a whole system of beliefs that are dependent on one another. But it isn't simply the system of beliefs taught in the scripture. It isn't the truth. It really is a system of belief. In fact, John Calvin's sort of formalized those in a system of theology We to this day, although he lived hundreds of years ago, we call it Calvinism. And we don't want to talk about that too much because yeah. we're going to talk about that I next think week. Calvinism is going to be the theme of discussion next week, but it really is a system. This is the once saved, always saved view is a part of a broader system of theology that is in error. All right, Paul, get your thoughts together for next week on that because we do want to hear those uh, from you next week, your observations on that. Well, uh, we'd want to talk. We've we've proven the fact that you can. I mean, we could spend the whole program we have talking yeah. about all the verses. And we could, we probably wouldn't even get through all the verses that show that you can fall away in in an hour. But since we've shown enough to prove the point, let's talk about why people fall away. Okay, there, there are a lot of reasons, and I, I we we've got some notes that we were going to share, Jacob. But I think the best thing for us to do is go to our emails, uh, and and we'll be listening in the chat room too or watching, rather, when we listen. We'll be watching in the chat room for your thoughts. But our second question was, okay, everybody that's uh, replied so far has said they believe that you can fall away. We haven't had any uh, input from people who disagree with us on that. There are a lot of people out there who do, but nobody has come to us on the virtual Bible study tonight. So we're going to go to the second part of the question. Since I believe that we have established beyond really any shadow of a doubt that a Christian once saved can be lost. I think we've clearly established that with these responses from email. Uh, what are some of the reasons? And so uh, let's start out with uh, Ramona's email. She, I asked for five. I said, I want this to sort of be a top five list. What do you think of the top five reasons? There's a lot of reasons. You could, I think with a little thought, you could come up with many more than five. Top 500, maybe? Yeah, yeah what, but I was asking people to, in order, uh, give their reasoning. She gives temptations of the world, friends, not going to church, not reading the Bible, and laziness. Okay. All right, let's talk about those for a minute. Temptations of the world are abundant, obviously. Mm -hmm. And as I think we've pointed out many times, we're facing a level of temptation or at least different avenues of temptation in our time that were unknown historically. People have always been tempted. There's always been strong temptation to sin. But I think that Satan has some particularly unique new tools that he's never had before to use to get temptations in front of us. Um, and, of course, uh, what comes to mind immediately is the Internet. Mm -hmm. And so there's plenty of temptation out there. Uh, and and the devil is very skillful at, at putting those things before us. In James chapter 1 Verse 13, James says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. And when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. And so uh, the process of being tempted, all the temptations of the world, certainly are a factor in leading people away. The temptations are no different. Maybe the presentation and the avenue is different. 
uh, today than it was with his temptations. They're the same temptations that even Christ uh, had to deal with in his time. Exactly right. Jesus was tempted in all points like as we are. Hebrews chapter 4. This is one of the great things to think about. that We have a high priest like Jesus. Uh, Hebrews 4.15. We have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. So Jesus understands those temptations and he's dealt with them the next thing she has on her list is friends and those friends can be part of the avenue that the devil uses to present the temptations of the world and uh one passage comes to mind is first corinthians 15 verse 33 be not deceived evil communications corrupt good manners or good morals uh friends have been a problem uh, throughout time exactly right and we have bible examples of people who were evilly influenced by the wrong kind of by associating with the wrong kind of people but i gotta tell you our own experience bears that out too. You know, as I think back over the years of people who have that I've known who have once been faithful but have fallen away. And this often applies to new Christians. They never distance themselves from their old circle of friends. Sure. Friends uh, friends who are worldly, friends who engage in sinful activities and they stay associating with those friends. And those friends lead them astray. I think Ramona's exactly on with that. All right. Her next point is not going to church. And a passage that comes to mind there is Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. Let us consider one another to provoke and to love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. One of the reasons we assemble with saints is to be provoked or encouraged to remain faithful. And if we're not doing that, then, uh, as Ramona notes, uh, that's going to be a reason that we could fall away. So she's got sort of the the negative and the positive. Mm -hmm. The negative is bad friends. The positive is being around good people in the Lord's church. You're doing exactly the opposite of what you ought to do, according to Ramona. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. Not reading the Bible. What do you think about that? Well, obviously, the Bible is where we get our spiritual strength. It's it's, uh, what feeds us. in First Peter chapter two, verse two, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that she may grow thereby. We grow by um, the nourishment that comes from God's word. And we've got to be exposed to it. If we don't ever expose ourselves to the truth of God's word, then we're not growing. And if we're not growing, we're, we're getting weaker. And number five on Ramona's list tonight is laziness and then a passage that comes to mind uh, for me is acts chapter 14 verse 22 uh, people think i think i think a lot of christians think they can just sort of float along and uh, they'll be all right but it, paul uh, exhorted the christians in four, acts 14 verse 22 that we must through much tribulation enter the into the kingdom of god it's going to be a struggle for us to be faithful to god in romans 12 verse uh, 11 it exhort, Paul exhorts Christians to be not slothful in business. He's not talking about your work business. He's talking about the business of being a believer. Not slothful in your business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Don't be lazy, he said. All right. All so, right. So I think excellent. Ramona really hit on five important uh, principles there, why people fall away. Uh, We're going to have to hurry. You're not making good time tonight. Let's, um, get, let's get back to the chat room real quick. Brian says, I think it is pride that causes people to fall away. When we do not want to accept correction and change, it is difficult to repent. When we do not humble ourselves and realize we cannot sustain ourselves on our own, then we are more susceptible to falling away. So Brian argues for pride being a big factor. I think he's right. All right. Uh, Kevin in Hot Springs, Arkansas, argues from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts they will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. 
He says that people's own lust and uh, th- that combined uh, and results with the fact that people just don't want to hear uh, sound doctrine. Okay. Um, Brian mentions Proverbs fourteen twelve. I should know that. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is the way of death. In connection with uh, um, pride. All right. That yeah. People following their own way instead of God's way. I cheated. He sent that in two comments below. Oh, where he's okay. In the verse. okay. okay. Uh, and then Jeff, who's driving the controls for us tonight in the booth, says uh, peer pressure. Matthew thirteen seven, and lack of understanding. Matthew thirteen five through six. Let me look. Let me read that. Uh, if uh, Jeff, you Jeff, have you that got it up. up. You, you what we've got it? the mic on Jeff. Go ahead, Jeff. We're not hearing him. Let's say go ahead now. Try Jeff. Oh no, Jeff, you're dead. What's going on here? Okay. He, you uh, got him muted. You I, I don't muted? know. I've got him. I don't think so. But uh, Jeff, one more time. Is that, is that switch on that mic? No, there's no switch on that mic. So it's uh, it's from the parable. Okay, we're we're yeah. very parable of the solar. Okay, all right, thanks, Jeff. So he mentioned, and I think he's right. Peer pressure, lack of understanding, would be good ones. Uh, oh, we've got we've got a lot of more comments here. Uh, Paul says you can make a good study of New Testament scriptures that warned us against being deceived. Self self deception of many causes uh, many to fall away. Be not deceived. Uh, a guest in the chat room says we can fall away for the things that we don't do as much as the th- as much as the things that we do do. You know, I, I, we don't hear this expression much anymore. But when I was younger, I heard I, I always remember older folks talking about sins of commission and sins of omission. Mm-hmm. In other words, sins of commission are things that you do that you shouldn't have done. Sins of omission are things you should have been doing and didn't do, and either one is a sin. And Paul seconds that comment with James chapter 4, verse 17, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Uh-huh. And so there are some people who are just stubborn. They know what they need to do, and they're just not going to do it, and uh, they'll fall away as a result of that. All right. All right, so it's time for us to take a break. We're halfway through, and we uh, time-wise, we're nowhere halfway through. Yeah, we're going to have sure. to hurry. We'll have to go quick. All right, you better uh, you better speed up your ears on the other side of the break because we're going to go fast. We'll take a break and get this week's bullet point, and we'll continue the discussion after this. Don't go anywhere. The virtual Bible study continues right after this. You won't want to miss what we talk about next. The discussion continues right after these important messages. This is Greg Gwynn with this week's bullet point. As God's people, we have the duty to let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. The awesomeness of this responsibility is realized when we recognize the thousands of lost folks all around us that will likely go to hell if we are not effective in getting God's message out to them. You play an important role in this process of evangelizing the world. Day by day, you are in contact with others at school, at work, in the neighborhood, so forth. Your conduct, your speech, how you dress, what you do, where you go, are all being observed by those around you. If your example is good, they will be favorably impressed with God's way, and they may choose to pursue it themselves. Many people have been converted because of Christians who displayed good examples in their presence. On the other hand, if your manner of life is not what it ought to be, the Lord's cause will suffer. If others can see that you're not serious about your service to him, then why would they give even a moment's thought to such things? In this matter, actions clearly speak louder than words. No matter how hard other Christians may be working to teach and influence people, they will not be able to overcome the bad example you have set before your acquaintances and your peers. All the best Bible classes, sermons, bulletins, meetings, advertisements, and programs will not offset the damage you have done by your negative influence. 
We should remind you that you will be held accountable by God for the harm you do by your flawed example. Jesus said, It is impossible but that offenses will come, but woe unto him through whom they come. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and he cast into the sea. Luke chapter 17, verses 1 and 2. Your good example is essential to the success of the gospel. That's this week's bullet point. Think about it. Here are some quotes worth pondering. I studied the lives of great men and famous women, and I have found that the men and women who got to the top were those who did the jobs they had in hand with everything they had of energy and enthusiasm and hard work. Harry Truman said that. A good father, upon finding his son on the wrong track, will provide switching facilities. The deeper the darkness, the farther a little light will shine. In times like these, it helps to recall that there have always been times like these. That was Paul Harvey. Man, I wish I'd said that. I am Nestor Sanchez from Arica, Chile in South America. And I love to listen to the virtual Bible study. And this moment, I invite you to participate in this program too. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Colossians 3:17. Now back to the program. And we are back. We appreciate you for being back as well. And we will remind you this program is brought to you by College U Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. If you're listening to us in the archive version, you've never been to our website. It is thevirtualbiblestudy.com or collegeview.com. We would encourage you to find out more about us by visiting our website and better yet, visit with us at one of our assemblies, you'd be our welcome guest. We're talking about falling away on the program tonight and why someone could fall away. Lots of good comments tonight. Uh, We're going to have to hurry to get them all. Our next comment comes from Chris in Atlanta, Georgia. And Chris is... He's one of your more faithful responders. Yeah, thanks, you can, Chris. You can't stump this guy. He answers every question Thanks, you Chris. Thanks Thank for you, Chris. your participation with Virtual Bible Study. He he mentions n- reasons number one and two, and I think he took me seriously. He he, I said top five reasons in order of significance. So he says number one reason would be that described in Luke 8, verse 14. People get too wrapped up in worldly things and lose their love and desire for spiritual things. That 8, 14 is the passage that Jeff, or, or it's the, the same idea that Jeff was suggesting, the parable of the sower. Yes. This is Luke's account in Luke 8, verse 14. Uh, speaks of that which fell among the thorns are they which, when they have heard, go forth and are choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. If there ever was a time when that's a danger, it's a danger today. Certainly the is. cares and riches and pleasures of life. We live, especially those of us who live in America, in this present age, we live in the most prosperous time in the history of the world. We have an abundance of worldly things, and it's very possible for us to let those cares and riches and pleasures of life choke out our interest in spiritual things. I think I, I, w- I would argue that Chris may have, in fact, fallen upon the number one threat to us today. That he may have, and uh, it, we've got to make sure we, we reset our priorities and keep them in check constantly because these things are sort of there as... Uh, the parable of sower tells us they're like weeds that grow. You don't have weeds that are six feet tall in your garden overnight. They grow gradually, and if we're not careful, our priorities can get totally out of whack. All right, and then Chris says the second reason is found in the, also in the parable of the sower in Luke 8:13. Uh, says, They on the rock are they which hear and receive the word with joy, and these have no root, which for a while believe and in time of temptation fall away. He says... Uh, uh, there are those who never take time to study and grow. They fall away when the first doubt comes along. Mm-hmm. There's going to be troubles and trials and issues that a Christian has to work through. But if you're not, you know, growing, if you're not 
as he says, taking the time to study and grow, when you get hit with some of these things, they will destroy you. And the growth needs to come before the trials and difficulties. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Not just when I get there and I realize I need to do it. Number three, he says, is people do not truly grasp the concept of eternity and hell. They do not realize how serious it is and develop a flippant attitude towards God. Well, we've talked about that recently. Yeah, we've even we've talked, you know, we recently dealt with a book by Rob Bell, Love mm-hmm. Wins, which he basically denying the whole concept. He takes of the flippant attitude. You know, you know. If there is no hell, don't you think that that actually would be an invitation? I like to use the expression, an invitation to low living. Mm-hmm. You know, if I don't have to worry about being punished, then I'll just do what I want. Okay. A kid. What if, what if your kid What if your kid never has to, to be concerned that he might get punished if he does something he's not supposed to do? He's going to do it. Right. Same thing will happen with us. All right. Number four from Chris. Some people use tough situations as an excuse to abandon their faith, whether it is a death or other tragedy. They blame God and lose their faith. You ever know anybody like that? Yeah, unfortunately, yes. Uh, you know, maybe maybe someone had a child die or a loved one die, and they blame God for mm-hmm. that, and then they, they leave God, uh, which is just absolutely the wrong thing. You know, uh, this is sort of the, the issue of human suffering. And human suffering does cause some people to question God, but the point that I think you got to take is where, who is the source and origin of suffering in this world? It's Satan, not God. When God had things the way he wanted them, it was perfection in the Garden of Eden. Satan was able to introduce temptation, get men to sin, and then all the troubles resulted. Well, you want to be mad at somebody... The point is, if you want to be mad at somebody, be mad at Satan. Don't be mad at God. It goes back to number two, where you need to study and be prepared yeah. for those difficult situations to know why they exist and how to deal with them. Yeah. Number five, according to Chris, is some love just love their sin and vice more than God and willingly choose to give up their salvation. This is the most tragic and saddens me the most. Yeah, I knew a young man who, who for a while was, was like the one described in the uh, parable of the sower. He was excited and you know received the word with joy. But after some time, he even said, I miss my drinking. Mm. And he went back to that form of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just loved it more than he loved God. And unfortunately, he fell away because you of You ever it. known someone says, I know this is going to send me to hell, but I'm going to do it anyways? Yeah. Well, that's um, what Chris is referencing there. Yeah, yeah it is very sad. Very sad. All right. Jim in Mount Pleasant says they lose their faith because they look to men and not to God. By looking to men instead of God, our faith weakens because men disappoint us. And when that happens, we become easy prey for Satan and give up. You ever known someone whose faith was in men and not in God? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I think so. And and men will let us down. I don't care how, how good of a man it may be. There's a high probability that, that they will let us down. Uh, we need to have our faith in God, not in men. All right. Uh, Paul says in Second Corinthians chapter or First Corinthians chapter two, verse five, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. We need to make sure that our faith is rooted in God and not in men, as Jim tells us, because that is his number one reason why people fall away. Number two, according to Jim, is one is not aware that persecution of the world comes, and when they are persecuted, they give up and go back into the world. He references Matthew thirteen five, twenty and 21 of chapter 13 as well. Again, that's uh, the parable of the sower. Uh, it's interesting, several references to the parable of the sower. Uh, one source writes, unfortunately, when some people obey the gospel, they have an improper view of what Christianity involves. Perhaps they see only its more pleasant elements. Maybe they have not been taught to count the cost, Luke fourteen twenty-eight. They have not realistically recognized that 
all who will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution, 2 Timothy 3, verse 12. And so when the hardships of Christian life come, they do not endure. I think that's well said. All right. Uh, very good. Uh, he goes on number two, uh, number three, and he's referencing the parable of sower number three as well. One allows the cares of the world, job, family, etc., to choke out the ability to remain faithful and then become weak and useless. Matthew 13, verse 7 and verse 22. Right. Number four from Jim. Some do not grow. They do not take responsibility for their own growth and become weak and give up. Hebrews 5, 12 through 6, 6 and 2 Peter 1, verses 5 through 10. Uh, in Hebrews 5, I think it's verse 14, says, uh, you know, when the time, that's the text that says, uh, maybe I ought to look at it. The time has come when you ought to be teachers, but you have, you have need that one teach you again those things that are the first principles of the oracles of, of Christ. Uh, that's uh, Hebrews tw- uh, 5, 12 through 14. Uh, and I think he's exactly right. Some and are not growing. They don't personal grow. Personal responsibility. And, you know, unfortunately, there are Christians who have been Christians for years and years and years, and they still don't know basic fundamentals of the faith they wouldn't be able to explain what they believe or why and and those kind of people are ripe for falling away they didn't take personal responsibility right okay and number five according to jim they do not understand what unto the end means that we all have to be faithful all of our life in order to gain the crown of life he references revelation chapter 2 verse 10 all right thanks jim great answers Paul, uh, who's busy in the chat room, the chat room's gone kind of quiet. Quiet. I don't know if it's broken or what. Uh, but uh, he, in email, Paul says the parable of the sower. Again, there's that reference to the parable of the sower. Boy, and, we're, we've got he that. says in that Jesus taught some reasons why the word does not bring forth fruit. Temptations, cares, riches, pleasures of life. Only four mentioned there. Okay. So uh, well, another good reference. You get to the, ten points off for not having five, Paul. Yeah. Right. And Patrick in uh, Birmingham says Mark 4, 3 through 20, and Luke 8, 5 through 15 give some clues as to why people away, for why people fall away. For some, Satan somehow takes the word away from people. What does this mean? There are various possibilities, but the first seems to be that for some, they never become saved in the first place because they fail to believe or they believe but do not act on the word for whatever reason, be it an obstacle or maybe an unwillingness to give up one's current lifestyle. Uh Okay, if they were never saved. That, we understand that some will never come to faith. We understand that. I, that must be what he's describing there. But he goes on to say, if this can refer to a Christian, it may be that, Christ, that Satan works to take away the Christian's zeal for God. I think that's more likely. Mm-hmm. I had to deal with this personally when I first returned to the church. My own family criticized me for spending too much time studying the Bible and told me I should go out and do other things instead. I was told that people would call me crazy for actually doing the things the Bible taught that we should do and discouraged me from talking about God or trying to do things that put faith into practice. In essence, I was told to go to church and don't drink alcohol, but don't do any of that religious stuff because people will think you're a religious nut. In short, discouragement. And I think that's true. I think discouragement from worldly people. But here he says even his own family was discouraging Maybe him. From, perhaps some people who aren't as convicted as they should be themselves. Uh, he says it is more like... It, it, it is more like the tribulation or persecution which causes some to fall away. The other reasons mentioned by Jesus are the anxieties and riches and pleasures of life described also as worldly anxiety, the lure of riches, the craving for other things. Some people fall away because they worry about their life and by being preoccupied by worry, they do not devote themselves to the things of God. Others fall away because of love of money, the pursuit of wealth. Others enjoy the pleasures of life too much and pursue their own pleasure rather than pleasing God. 
to put these in my own order would simply be my opinion. But if Jesus named them in the order he did for a reason, it might be that he named them in that order they are most likely to affect people. One, tribulation. Two, persecution. Three, anxiety. Four, love of money. Five, love of pleasure. Wow. Good. Good answer, Patrick. Thank, Thank you, Patrick, for that comment. Jack in Hampshire, Tennessee has, well, oh, well, okay. He says, number one. We have free will. That's why it happens. Well, that is true. You know, we mentioned that earlier in the program. None of this would even be a, a topic of discussion except for the fact that God gives us free will. The, yeah. the ability and the possibility of choosing, the, the, the ability to choose leaves us with the possibility we choose wrong. Right. And many people do, obviously. That's right. Okay. Uh, number two, evil companions. We talked about that uh, with Ramona's uh, comments. Number three, we have not talked about this one yet, the deceitfulness of sin. Um, and uh, that is an interesting comment as well, uh, that uh, the sin is deceitful. And Hebrews, uh, Hebrews 3.13, exhort one another daily while it's called today, lest, there, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So Jack mentions deceitfulness of sin. That's a biblical expression from Hebrews 3.13. And and I think it's a good point. It's, it's not this, that bad. Or, this so. is this is just a little. This is mm-hmm. just a little thing. It's not a big deal. And and, and so wham. yeah, one thing leads to another. Good point. Okay. Uh, discouragement is number four on Jack's list tonight. Okay. Discourage and Jack didn't enumerate what the sources of those discouragement might be. In our email that we just read from Patrick, he mentions his own family tried to discourage him. You know, discouragements can come from a lot of different sources. Uh, and I think people do get discouraged and kind of give up. The, I, I read a, 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 a man-written proverb. I think it was credited as a Japanese proverb today. It says, fall down seven times, get up eight. Oh, okay. You know, and so we're going we're gonna to slip and fall. We've got to keep getting up. We can't get discouraged and quit. How do you uh, get up eight times, though? You'd ought to be standing up the seventh time. You, I don't know. That sort of confuses me. Oh, well, okay. It wasn't a Bible problem. Okay, all right. Lack of knowledge of God's will is number five on Jack's list tonight. Yes, and, and we've mentioned, some of our emailers have mentioned a lack of Bible knowledge. Rick, we're up to break time, but let's take this last one uh, from Bill. He, he says, what causes people to fall away? Ignorance of the scriptures. We've, we've mentioned that, and I think he's right. Uh, not enough fear and reverence for God. We mentioned sort of a flippant attitude toward God. Worlds, the world's goods, and certainly pleasures of this world and riches and so forth. False teachers masquerading as God's prophets. False teachers. I think that's a point we haven't mentioned. Some people fall away because they are led astray by people who are teaching things that are in error. They think they're they think they're doing right. They they it's, it's not that they're just abandoning religion. But they've been deceived into believing something that's not true, and they fall away from faithfulness because they are following after a false teaching. Good comments tonight. And uh, so if you want to get in on that, you want to send your top five reasons in, uh, let us know quickly because on the other side of the break, we're going to get into the important discussion of how do we prevent falling away? How do we keep from falling away? If we've talked about some of the reasons why one would, and remember we started the program with tonight, Dad, we all need to, be mindful of these things. Even if we think we have no chance of falling away, that is where we could even be in the worst uh, condition or more danger. Exactly. Uh, so we need to understand these. Now we also need to understand how we can prevent, prevent them. Everyone, again, needs uh, the discussion for that. And so we'll go to the top of the hour talking about that. The Virtual Bible Study continues right after this. Are you listening? 
There's going to be a test on this stuff. Stay tuned. The virtual Bible study will be right back after this. Hi, I'm Wade Shelton. In 1 Peter 3.15, the scripture says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. You see, we believe here at College View that we should be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks. And I believe that we are dedicated to this cause. That's why we here at College View bring you the virtual Bible study each week. Our hope is that you will join us each week here on the virtual Bible study in hopes of strengthening your faith so that you will be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you. Please join us here every Thursday night on the virtual Bible study. I know that it's worth an hour of your time. Hello, my name's Jeffrey Vernon. I'm 13, and this is the virtual Bible study. That was me five years ago. Now I'm 18, and I still love listening to the virtual Bible study. Broadcasting around the world with truths that are out of this world. The virtual Bible study. Take it away, guy. And now he's 18, and he's behind the controls. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff is driving for us tonight. Right. We appreciate it. All right, Jeff. appreciate you for doing that, and we appreciate you for being out there tonight as we talk about falling away. What causes people to fall away, and we want to now deal with what are some of the steps can be taken to avoid it or to, to set our guard against that possible. Before we do that, I, I had another source, Jacob, and I wanted to, and we covered almost everything, our, our listeners. We, we basically haven't done any of the talking tonight. We've let our listeners do the talking through the chat room and through emails. We've just, we've just been referencing their very good ideas, and we appreciate it. If you that. don't like what we've said, just get mad at the people who said the comments. Yeah, but I, I did have another source that gave a list of some things, and almost all of them have been covered, but I thought there were couple others i would add to the list some fall due to lack of no excuse me we got that some apostatize due to harsh treatment at the hands of crude brethren in other words if my if my brothers and sisters in christ aren't treating me well now that shouldn't happen It, it first of all my brethren shouldn't treat me badly secondly even if they do i shouldn't abandon god but unfortunately that sometimes happens sometimes brethren don't act right uh, then he mentions some learn never learn to receive considerate correction. Mm-hmm. In other words, I did wrong, and then someone tried to come and restore me or, or help me with that, and I got bitter against it. I need to learn to receive con- correction when I need it. And he will need to approach me in the right way, but I also need to be willing to receive it when they do come to me. Okay. He, he goes on to mention some never learn to deal with church difficulties. There mm-hmm. are problems in churches. Uh, there were in the first century when the apostles were still around. There are going to be problems in the churches uh, today. So I, I thought those were some additional good suggestions as to why people fall away. But we're we're running short on time. We've got to go to what are some suggestions that will keep us from that danger. All right. Uh, Ramona says going to church. She mentioned not going to church is one reason why it happens. She says going to church will help prevent it, and we agree, Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. Studying the Bible will help prevent it, and we appreciate uh, and agree with that. And she says, now this is interesting, her reasons for falling away, what, or number two was friends, and uh, her reasons for uh, ways to prevent falling away, she says, is friends. And so it would have to be bad friends can cause you to fall away, good friends can. Make sure can. you make the correct choices. You know, in just a very common sense sort of way, just think about when you're around a group of other Christians, a group of good, strong, faithful Christians, the temptation level is is almost off the scale on uh, mm-hmm. low. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not tempted when you're around strong, faithful Christians. You're talking about and doing things that are beneficial and, and helpful. Right. Get around a crowd of 
evil people and the temptation level is high at the high end of the scale. Yep. I mean, our own experience bears out that that is certainly a factor. All right. Uh, Chris in Atlanta, Georgia, has he has ten reasons why here. He's getting, or ten things to help from falling ten, away. Ten ways. Constantly be studying, uh, be, constantly be in the Word studying, pray, get active with your local congregation. There's always lots of work that needs to be done, and sadly 20% of the people do 80% of the work. If you're busy in the kingdom... You're not busy exactly with right. the world. You don't have time for, for worldly pursuits when you're busy doing God's things. Number four is a re- repeat of number two, and this may be on purpose, a deliberate repeat. He says pray. Pray some more. And then number five is a repeat of number one, study the word. Study some more. I think these are deliberate. Number six, lots of fellowship with fellow believers. And number seven, don't let yourself be entertained by sin. Raunchy TV programs, explicit music, etc. If you pour all that trash in... It will, it will come out. All right. Number eight is a deliberate repeat again. Study the word. Number nine, actively share your faith with the lost. You know, it's uh, it's it's difficult for me to not be faithful if I'm trying to tell other people to be you know, faithful. Think of this. Think of this example. What do, what do, what do people typically do when they go on a diet? Mm-hmm. They try to get other people to go on a diet with them. It encourages because them. Because it helps them keep going. Okay. All right. And so if we share our faith with others and get others involved, it'll help keep us going too. All right. And number 10 is a repeat of two others or several others. Pray and study the word. Very so good. we agree with it, Chris, and we appreciate those good comments tonight. All right. Jim in Mount Pleasant, Tennessee says, what are the best things to do to prevent falling? Heed the advice of Second Peter 1, 5 through 10. Now, I think many of you will remember that. That scripture references being the so-called Christian virtues. Mm-hmm. It starts out there in first or Second Peter one verse five. Besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, and goes on. I won't take time to read all that, but but Jim is right because at the end of that text, he said, um, "Give diligence to make your calling election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall." Oh, that's very good. So so he, spend some time studying that. We don't have time to go into the detail now, but I think Jim's got a great suggestion there that if you add these virtues, mm-hmm. then it tells us you'll never fall. So that, that would be great, great uh, preventative measures from falling. All right. Thank you, Jim. Uh, Paul, who's in the chat room tonight, says, I would refer back to Hebrews 10 and willful sin. There are three things we are called to do to avoid willful sin. Draw near to God, hold fast our confession, and consider one another to stir up love and good works, slash not forsaking the assembling together. Okay. Uh, that, 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 good example. Good good comments there, Thank Paul. Thank you, Paul. And uh, this is Patrick. Yeah, Patrick in Alabama says the three traditional forms excuse me, of penance. I don't know about that word penance, but he he says the three traditional things are prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Prayer, which is one of the principal ways we show love for God, directs our hearts toward him. We can pray and ask for strength to overcome tribulation and persecution and to direct our love toward him instead of toward the things of this world. Fasting gives us solidarity with the poor. It humbles us. It helps us to curb our appetites and overcome the love of pleasure. Almsgiving lets us practice love of neighbor and helps us overcome the love of wealth so he's got i think those are all good suggestions uh i might not have come up with them you know fasting is an interesting point we and we have done a program a long time ago we did a whole program on fasting if you want to look in the archives of the virtual bible study you can find a program there on fasting i do think it's probably an underutilized way to gain spiritual strength okay 
Uh, Brian in the chat room references Colossians 2, verse 2, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love and into all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. He says the Laodicean church shows encouragement from other Christians being knit together in love. If we are filled with the Spirit, then we will have no desires for the flesh and to fall away. If we ask for wisdom, God will give it willingly to us. God will not allow us to be tempted more than we can withstand. We appreciate those comments from Brian. And Jeff is uh, is behind the control, sending in some comments. Jeff, you reference Second uh, Timothy chapter t- uh, two, verse fifteen. We still haven't got him. Now go, Jeff. Yes, to be diligent to present yourself to prove to God a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. All, All right. right, good. Uh, that that passage uh, would suggest. Again, it, it says diligence. You've got to give diligence. The King James Version says, study to show thyself approved unto God. Sometimes we, I think that verse is misused to mean study exclusively, study, study. meaning study the Bible. It means give diligence, which would include Bible study. But you've got to work at it. I think it's a good point, Jeff. Good point, Jeff. Jack in Hampshire, Tennessee says, study the word. That goes along with what we're just saying. Hosea 4, 6 says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So study the word. Pray for guidance and strength. Study and pray. We've heard that several times. Associate with the brethren often. Give of your time to others. Make sacrifice. And do not forsake the assembly of the saints. Good ideas, Jack. All right. Um, And then Bill says, what brings one back to God? The Holy Scriptures. Please uh, read uh, through your Bible every year, meaning to do it every day. So uh, he says, uh, get reading, get studying. That'll draw you back to God. All right. I think we've had a whole lot of good suggestions Amazing, yeah. on, on what, where the danger lies yeah. and then, obviously, what to do to prevent those things happening to you. If, in physical things, Jacob, if we understood that there was a danger, we would take steps to prevent that danger from materializing. Right. You know, for instance, uh, we've just had this round of bad storms. A lot of people build storm shelters because they see a danger. They they build a shelter to protect to protect from the danger. That's what you do when you when you sense an imminent danger, a, a real possibility. You set your defenses. Mm-hmm. Spiritually, we've got to see the danger exists, and then we got to be busy building our defenses. All right, the, the, and, and everyone needs to see the danger. That it is possible for anyone to fall away, especially those who think it is impossible. So let us all. Be on guard and realize the possibility. Well, we have had a good discussion tonight, Dad, and uh, and, and really amazing comments from our listeners. Really appreciate those. Good a lot of good comments by email and in the chat room, and really our our listeners tonight have provided the teaching, and we we appreciate them very much. Made our job easy. Yeah, and as you suggested, Jacob, next week uh, maybe some additional emphasis on things pertaining to Calvinism. All right, we'll look forward to that discussion yeah. next week. You won't be here next week. Right. You're riding on a big airplane. Yeah, going out on a jet plane. Where are you, you going to be? Uh, in Ohio, near Cleveland, Bedford, Ohio. All right. If you're in Bedford, Ohio, or in the Cleveland, Ohio area, uh, you might uh, look up uh, Greg Gwynn and see what uh, he has to say next week. All well, right. we'll be back here next week, though, Lord willing, and uh, we'll be filling your chair with a, a suitable replacement, and uh, we'll look forward to that discussion. And uh, so that'll be good. Jeff, thank you for your time tonight. Thank you for driving the controls, and thank you for listening to us on the program tonight. If you have any questions about the things you've heard, if you have any suggestions about future topics on the virtual Bible study, 
We'd love to hear from you anytime. Send us an email to questions at collegeview.com and make your plans to be back here next week for another edition of the Virtual Bible Study. In the meantime, we encourage you to put God first in your life, study his inspired word, the Bible, and live by it every day. You'll never regret it. Thanks for listening to the Virtual Bible Study, brought to you by the College View Church of Christ. The College View Church of Christ meets at 1618 Hampshire Pike in Columbia, Tennessee. If you are in the Columbia, Tennessee area, we encourage you to worship with the College View Church of Christ on Sunday mornings at 930 and on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. The College View Church of Christ also welcomes you to attend their Wednesday night Bible studies at 7 o'clock. If you have any questions about something that was said on tonight's broadcast or would like more information about the College College View Church of Christ, please call 931-381-4567. That number again, 931-381-4567. Or for more information on the internet, visit collegeview.com. Be sure to tune into the virtual Bible study this time next Thursday for another informative study of God's Word.